Are you a mum looking for some parenting inspiration, tips and advice, stories on the ups and downs we face in our lives as parents, some humour and a little bit of fun? Then you may have just found what you're looking for. Hi and welcome to the Parenting in the Thick of It show. I'm your host Louise Clark, a certified parent coach known to many as your parenting partner. As a mum to three teenagers, you can bet I've probably been there, done that and heard it all. Trust me, there'll be few things that I haven't experienced firsthand. I created this podcast because I just love to help mums like you find ways to navigate life in the thick of it and find a way out of it. Hi and welcome to episode, drumroll please, 400. I cannot believe that I am sitting here recording my 400th episode of this podcast, Parenting in the Thick of It. It brings such a smile to my face. It brings me so much joy. I do this because I love doing it. I love helping you. And I am always so, so grateful for the fact you listen in, tune in, share the podcast, leave reviews, reach out to me, share your challenges And above all, share with me just how much my words help you. I've got a little secret to let out here. My words help me as much as they help you. Truly, in having this space, it allows me to really think about my own parenting and how I show up as a mum, how I show up as a friend, how I show up as as a person in this world, as a human being. So for this episode 400, I wanted to kind of look back and reflect on all the episodes I've recorded and to share with you what I believe the highlights are. So I've just spent some time scrolling through all my statistics on my podcast and I have got a list of about 10 to 15 where the numbers are very, very high, higher than average. And I'm looking at the titles of these podcasts. I'll share some of them with you. How to tame our reactivity. When my teen doesn't listen. Why are kids pushing the limits? I ask and they won't do it. What can I do? Patience over pushing was a really high um, high one. Behavior, even bigger. How do we decode behavior? Controlling ourselves. How do we control ourselves? What to do when a child's upset? Choosing our words wisely. And the one that surprised me, I'm not surprised, well, I am surprised, is the Meditation on Monday, episode 377, Human Being or Human Doing. That one was very, very high. A lot of you tuned into that. And I think the the common theme in all of these is that we're looking for a way out. We're looking for a way to make things better. That's obviously why you're why you're here for sure. But I'm curious as to why these particular podcasts were more popular than other ones. And I think it's because I strike a chord because these are the, the things that challenge us most. We don't know what to do when our kid is acting out and having a tantrum. We don't know what to do when our kids are not listening, when we ask them to do things and they ignore us. We don't know how to find patience without pushing ourselves on our kids. And we really are confused by what to make of their behavior. 
So the, the message to me and the message I want you to hear is loud and clear that when we point to our kids and we blame them for being the way they are, for acting the way they do, saying the things they say, act, you know, behaving in the way they choose to behave. I think I repeated myself there. We become triggered and we're triggered because actually we just don't know what to do. And usually the, the pattern has been repeated. Whatever it is, it's been said more than once, done more than once, and we can't seem to break the pattern. And we look at trying to fix the child. And the reason it doesn't work is because you can't change anybody else other than yourself. <coughs> Excuse me. And I think if you've listened to me in my podcast, on the blog, done any of my courses, read my book, Parenting the Modern Teen, you will understand that my message is very loud and clear. It's shine the spotlight of attention onto yourself. Watch yourself. You know, the the most powerful parenting tip I can give you is to watch yourself. And some of you might be thinking, what do you mean watch myself? It's got nothing to do with me. It's my kid. And I'm like, no, it's got everything to do with you and a bit to do with your kid. For sure, they play a part in it. We play a part in it. But you hold the key. You hold the key to being able to bring about change. But you can't bring about change if you engage in the the challenge, for want of a better word. If you engage in the struggle, engage in the argument, engage in the fight, it's futile. It will take you nowhere. The fight persists and it will repeat itself over and over again. The only way we can break those patterns is to look at our part to play and how we can change our role. Because when we change what we do, our kids have to change what they do. They can't not change what they do if we change the way in which we approach it. So many of us try and fix it in the moment. Nothing will will work if you try and fix it in the heat of the moment. We In the heat of the moment, we have to wait. We have to wait it out, find the space, sit in the discomfort of it all, And many of us grapple with this voice in our heads. And you're probably saying it out loud here. But that means I'm just going to give in to it. That means I'm allowing the misbehavior, the disrespect, them not listening, not doing what I've asked. And I'm going to to challenge you on that. By you not fighting and engaging, isn't you being permissive to it? It's actually you being actively intentional in trying to do something about it. Because the only way we can do something about it is to not become reactive ourselves. The minute we become reactive, we fuel the fire. If our child's trying to control something and we try and take the control, control meets control, it goes nowhere. If our child's yelling and screaming because they don't want, want something or they desperately want another thing, and we yell back, yelling and yelling does not equal a solution. It creates patterns and we have to be able to disrupt that pattern. If we disturb the chaos, then the, the, we disturb it and then it will resettle and it will resettle in a slightly different way. So we have to find a way to show up less reactive. There's no two ways about it. And you can do this. 
because you do it in many situations in your life. You probably do it at work. You will have been in a work situation. Even if you're a stay-at-home mum now, think back to when you worked. And think back to when you worked under a, uh, a boss who just drove you up the wall. Or you worked beside a co-worker who irritated you and frustrated you. How did you handle it? Did you confront it and shout at them and go barging into their office and say, I want you to stop what you're doing right now. You said you would write this report and you haven't done it. You probably didn't do that. You probably found a way to enter the conversation and help bring about change. Or maybe you ran away from it and you never confronted it. And then who suffered? probably only you and you probably didn't last in the job very long because you probably had to hand in your notice because you couldn't tolerate your boss anymore. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Sometimes we're driven to that. But many times we can react or respond in favorable ways. So we have that inside of us and we have to find a way to bring that into our role as a mum, as a parent. Because when we do that, our, our children are more likely to listen to us. They're less likely to be disrespectful in return. As many times I've made demands of my kids and the older they get, the more they call me on it. My eldest is the best at it. He goes, mom, with all due respect, you don't like it when I'm disrespectful, but you were really disrespectful to me then. You came into my room. I was working. I was actually doing my homework. You came in and started ranting about something I hadn't done earlier in the morning. You maybe could have come in slightly differently. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. So many of the times we feel it without even knowing we're doing it. So in all these individual podcasts that I've been through, there will always be a message. And the message will be, what are you doing to you in order to control yourself? In order to set limits, we have to be consistent, we have to be compassionate, and we have to be in control of us. Because we can't really control another person. And it will take a strong-willed, persevering, controlling, quote-unquote, child to sh really show us that lesson. And if you have a child who is very, very strong-willed and just wants to control themselves, but when they don't get a chance to, they're going to control you, that's the lesson for you. You can't control them. You know, parents come to me and say, I, 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 my child has to eat broccoli. They don't eat, they're picky. And I'm like, well, can you make them eat? No. So what are we going to do about it? We have to find another way because we can't force certain things on them. We can't make them go to sleep. We can't make them eat. We can't make them not say something. We can't make them not behave in a certain way. If that's what they're going to do, say or eat or not sleep, that's what they're going to do. We have to show up in a way to try and lead them and guide them through it so that we make sure their basic needs are met. And sometimes we have to control the environment. Sometimes we have to take a phone away. Sometimes we have to take ice cream out of the deep freeze. Sometimes we have to leave in the morning at 10 to 8 when we said we were going to leave and leave a child at home because they weren't ready. And for months and months, you've been waiting on them and everyone's late because of them. So we have to be the captain of our ship 
We have to be authoritative without being authoritarian. The minute we step into that authoritarian, top-down, superior, you listen to me, obey me, do what I say, we're going to get pushed back. And you might be saying, well, that worked for me and I've turned out all right. I didn't dare say that to my mom. And I'll say, yeah, it worked for you. But is it working now? And you'll probably say no. Those are parenting techniques, a parenting model that might have worked a few decades ago. It doesn't work today. So we have to find something that does. So in accepting the moment as it is, and not fighting it, doesn't mean you're permissive to it. Your kids will absolutely know that you say what you mean and mean what you say. But you can't fight and resist what is. You have to let go of what isn't. This, this idea, this agenda, this plan, this expectation you have in your mind of what it should be like, would be like, could be like, if they didn't do this or did this and whatever. We have to let go of that. We have to show up in this moment and the next moment without contaminating that moment with thoughts from the past or worries from the future. And so when we do that, we can show up mindfully. And by mindfully, I mean accepting the present moment as it is with openness, kindness, curiosity, no judgment. We have to flow in the present moment. But we're also scared to flow because we think if we flow in there, our kids are going to think they're getting away with it. I'm saying no, they're not going to get away with it. If you're in flow, they won't get away with it. Because when you're in flow and you're not fighting it, you're going to find a way through it. That might mean setting a limit. It might be mean being a bit flexible. It might mean crying with them. It might mean having to repeat yourself 10 times. But it certainly won't work if you repeat yourself a couple of times, raise your voice, raise your voice, end up yelling because you become reactive and you go into fight, flight or freeze. There's no other way to, to do it. And when we're in that space, we lose all logic, rationale. We lose our capacity to inhibit um, the, the, our reactive system. We lose our capacity to prioritize, organize. And, and we then lose our capacity to be logical, and reasonable and respectful because we're, we're heightened. So we have to be able to control ourselves. And this is the message in every single one of these podcasts. And these are the podcasts that the most of you, most of you are listening to. So, you know, the other piece is you can listen to me saying this. You can read articles on it. Lots of people are saying the same thing. It's not me. It's not my, this is not my, my genius, my, you know, my way it's a, it's, it's a way I've adopted through having been led by other leaders in the field, Dr. Shafali Sabari being one of them, Jim Skinner being another. And I've come to this way of being, this come, come to this way of believing how I can show up in my parenting. And I want you to have this too. If it resonates with you, go with it, do it. If it doesn't, take what pieces of it do, if any, and flow with those. If none of it resonates with you, that's okay as well. We It's each to their own. I'm not saying this is the only way or the right way. I'm saying it's a way that works for me. And it's a way that works for the parents I coach in my one-on-one in, in my private practice. It works for all of them. So I do believe it's pretty magical. 
And I do believe it's the fairy dust we're all looking for. But we always want the instant fix. We want the fairy dust on us and we want to be fixed and cured and we, so we can move on and never, ever react again. That's not possible. We have to know when we need the fairy dust and give it to ourselves. I need fairy dust a lot. Almost every day I need a little sprinkling of fairy dust. But that fairy dust is awareness. Awareness of myself, my patterns, my defaults, my triggers, so that I can show up in each moment and know when I'm becoming reactive, when I can recognize that reactivity brewing within myself. When I can recognize, you know, my teenager's not heard me, he's not listening, and I'm getting wound up here. Mm, what does that look like? Well, I know exactly what it looks like. I can sniff it a mile away now. And I can usually, I say usually, nip it in the bud so I don't fly off the handle. So I'm sharing this with you in this 400th episode. And I know I've been repeating myself. I know I've said this many times, but I'll be saying it with a different tone, with a different energy, because in this moment, it's slightly different. So tune in to other episodes. Uh, if you've got a pen handy, the ones that had are most, most popular, you want to write these down. Episode 217, 221, 225, 226, 252, 352, 361, 364, 367, 370, 377, 386. Now, a lot of these numbers are at the, you know, the, the, la the most recent 200. But that's because more and more people are tuning in. So more people are watching the most recent podcasts than the ones that, that are older and further down the line. Not to say those are not full of wisdom and tips either. The first hundred, I didn't even have music to. I just used to show up, hit record, hit stop and load it up. I didn't stitch it to an intro or an outro. It was very basic, very raw. And on episode 100, I put it all together with some music. And actually, if you really want to know a bit about me, tune into episode 100. My first one with music. And I share a lot about me. If you're wondering who I am, what you know what I do, what I like, what I dislike, what I used to do, what I do now, where I grew up, how many siblings I've got, you'll find out a lot about me. And you will hear about my most embarrassing moment ever which is quite funny. So tune into episode 100, sit back, have a cup of tea, and um, you'll find out more about me if that's what you want to do. But I hope this has been helpful. I wanted to kind of put it or pull it all together and really highlight the things that I feel are incredibly important and game changers in our parenting. But of course, you have to take all of this and make it applicable to you. You have to know how, how you react how that looks. What do your kids see when you react? What do you see when you react? What do you feel? Because when you can see it, feel it, you might feel it in your chest, you might feel it in your, in your, um, your belly, you might get butterflies, you might sweat. You got to recognize how this shows up in you because you can only do something about it if you recognize it's there. So it's a really important piece. Also recognizing your triggers. I could talk and talk for hours on this, but I've covered many of these in other episodes. So tune into more of them, share it with your friends. Um, if you share it, 
you can share it on your social media on Instagram, Facebook, hashtag include my um my handle so I know that you've shared it and I can pop in there and make a comment and um yeah, share it with your friends, your family, anyone who needs it. We need to spread the word and help more more parents are struggling with these things and we need to reach out and help them. So if you've enjoyed this, share away. And thank you again for all your support. Everything you do for me, it means the world to me. And I look forward to creating many, many more episodes on the show. And if there's anything in particular that you want me to talk about, please shoot me an email, louise at yourparentingpartner.com. I always get back to my emails. And if you're a mom of teens and you haven't read my book, I think you'll probably enjoy it. If you follow the show, you'll enjoy the book. So the book is Parenting the Modern Teen. If you go onto my website, yourparentingpartner.com, there's a tab along the top that will take you to the book. And you can also purchase the book on PayPal. So that's it from me. Till next time. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now. That's it for today's episode on the Parenting in the Thick of It show. If you enjoyed the show, please do share it with your friends and family. And remember, if you find yourself stuck in the thick of it and can't see a way out of it, please send me an email. I would love to help you. My email is louise at yourparentingpartner.com. And don't forget to take a look at the Parenting in the Thick of It family organizer that I created. It's an evergreen family calendar guaranteeing 12 months of use from whenever you start. It also includes beautifully illustrated, informative and interactive monthly parenting theme pages to guide you through the year. It's the perfect organizer for busy families to keep track of all their activities, plus help parents be the best parent they can be. It's more than just a calendar. You can find the link for this and the other social media platforms that I am on below the description in this episode. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to being with you all soon. Bye for now.